Today we have Ayurveda wellness counselor and neuroli esthetician Eve with us. Welcome Eve. Hi Lisa and Mary, thanks for having me. So many of you out there are probably wondering Ayurveda, what is Ayurveda? It's familiar to us, we know it, we love it, but maybe not quite so mainstream yet. So Eve, can you give us a little update, a little overview of what Ayurveda is all about? So the simplest way to kind of explain Ayurveda is that it's a 5,000 year old wellness system that stems from India. It's sister sciences with yoga, so that kind of everybody knows what yoga is. So I like to say that because it kind of just ties it together. It basically uses your diet, so food, lifestyle, meditation, yoga, exercise to bring balance to your body. And we want to kind of mirror what nature is doing to bring balance to ourselves because we're in nature as well, obviously. So it's basically just simplifying your life to bring balance to yourself. Bringing balance to ourselves. So how do you, how do you know what your balance is or how do you know when you're out of balance? Well, in Ayurveda, there's three different doshas. So the doshas are Vata, Pitta, Kapha. Vata is infinity and air elements. Pitta is fire element. And Kapha is water, earth element. So you're born with your natural constitution, whether it's Vata, Pitta, Kapha. And you have that constitution throughout your whole life. But if you are not doing things that are good for the dosha, you can get out of balance. So there's different protocols and different foods that you should be eating for what dosha that you are and when you're following you know the majority of what that dosha should be doing you should stay in balance. So I've been told that I'm a bit of a buyer so that is Pitta. Pitta. Can you talk to us a little bit about the characteristics of the different doshas? Mm -hmm. So the best analogy that I've ever heard is what you're doing in an airport. So if you're a Vata <laughs> person if you're a Vata person, you're going to get distracted by the different stores and, you know, yeah, just very easily distracted by everything else that's around you. If you're a Pitta person, you're just walking in a straight line to your gate really fast. And, you know, if you're a Kapha person, you're just like kind of slowly moseying on to your, to your gate, not really in a hurry. So those are the three doshas. So I feel like we can all kind of align to one of those doshas. So that's why it's my favorite to kind of figure out what you are. That actually cracks me up. I've never heard it described that way, but yeah, that totally, totally hits the nail on the head. Yeah. So Mary, where do you think you fall in? Um, I agree. I'm definitely a fire nature. I think um, I can be pretty balanced. Um, definitely. What was the first one about being distracted by the stores? Vada. Okay, that. So I'm thinking between Vada and Pitta. I'm thinking you're probably totally... Uh, I don't know. I've watched you over there. I think coworkers, coworkers can probably also tell what your Ayurvedic dosha is. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. You, mm -hmm. we have all three doshas within us, but there's usually one or two that are a little bit more pronounced. So when we say your vata, you usually need more of that kapha element to kind of just slow you down. So it's all about the balance. So you, you always want to be almost like a little of both, or a little of all three. Um, to kind of stay, or do you want to just always stay in Pitta, and then I am balanced within that? You you want all three elements, but you're always just going to have the one that you were born with. So it's just kind of oh. like your hair color, your eye color. Like that's just that's just who you are. That brings up a kind of an interesting question. 
Are there physical characteristics that go along with the doshas where you could maybe even just look at somebody and think, yep, that person is uh, whatever? Mm -hmm. Yeah, with some people it's really easy. Vadas um, tend to be tall, very thin, um, have more pronounced bones. Hiddas tend to be very fair. They can have like freckles or red hair red cheeks or something like that, usually more of a medium build, and kaphas um, tend to be more of a stronger, can be a heavier build. Getting back to a veda, I, I'm guessing that a lot of people don't know that a veda, the name of veda, is actually a derivative of Ayurveda, so talk to us about that connection. Yeah, so the owner horse was rooted in Ayurveda, so that's why there's all the plant and flower essences in all the products. And through the years, I think that Ayurveda has become more in the forefront of Aveda again with the Tulasara skincare line. Tulasara means moving towards balance in Sanskrit. And you'll see on all the bottles, there's the Ayurvedic wisdom with um, the serums and the wedding mask and the renewed morning cream. So yeah, Ayurveda has always been a really big part of the Veda and Aveda's culture, which was one of the reasons that I was always so drawn to Aveda products, for sure. As a, an Ayurveda wellness counselor, what exactly do you do? So as an Ayurveda wellness counselor, I am doing consultations with people, so really examining in depth their lifestyle, what they're eating, how much stress they have, what they're doing at home, what, how they're exercising, if they're meditating or not, and then really letting them know what their dosha is and what things they can be doing to bring more balance to their lives. So I'm doing the consultations is one part, and then another part is the Ayurveda services. So the Abhyanga, which is an Ayurvedic massage, Shiradhara, which is a continuous oil, Mary, have you had any of the Ayurveda services? Actually, yes, I have an Ayurveda service. Um, and I have to say, I almost felt like it was more relaxing than a massage or a facial. Although those are great services, you very, kind of like how you're describing feeling balanced, I just left feeling so calm. And I think it was the um, Abhyanga because I got the oil all mm -hmm. over with kind of like the gentle massaging. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's so relaxing and it's kind of like luxurious because you feel really soft and smooth after. So yeah, it's great. Yeah, they're definitely a different experience than a massage or a facial. I'm not a massage therapist, so I'm not targeting specific muscles or anything like that. It's really just more longer rhythmic movements on the limbs and joints. So it's really a full body experience, but it's, it's more um, relaxing on a subtle level, I would say. So you kind of go in a meditative state during the services. I had the five sense therapy, and that was really amazing. I was freaked out initially when, when I was told um, kind of what the components of the service are, but I have to say it, it was really relaxing and I felt really good afterwards. So that's the one um, where each, I don't even know how to describe it, but um, for each sense there is a Part of the treatment that goes along with it and the two that really stood out for me were the eye wash yes. the little cups with the ghee i was terrified at first not gonna lie but <laughs> i have 
really, um, I guess, sensitive eyes, really bad eyes. And it was so soothing. So once I got over ghee in my eyeballs, (laughs) clarified butter butter in my eyes, um, it was really amazing. You actually even open your eyes and you're kind of seeing through the ghee, which was crazy, but felt really soothing. And then the, um, the ear treatment, too, was really cool. And having that kind of almost sensory deprivation because your ears are plugged, so to speak, was very relaxing because you just kind of shut the whole world out. So maybe you could tell us about the rest of that treatment. Yeah. So with the five sense therapy, you're essentially <laughs> putting oil in every single orifice that you have. <laughs> well, at least in but <laughs> I was gonna say I, I don't think I had oil in every orifice. Yeah, maybe just stop. Yeah, orifice in one podcast. <laughs> scary, buddy. Um, so you're putting a clarified butter ghee in your eyes. So, which sounds absolutely crazy. I have no idea how they thought of this, but it feels so soothing on the eyes, like Lisa was saying. And then you do. We use a clove oil, or we also have a garlic mullein oil that you put in the ears, which is antibacterial, antiviral, so it's really good for people who get like chronic ear infections or anything like that. And then you also do a nausea oil for the nose, which is usually a combination of sesame oil, olive oil, eucalyptus, and you're putting that in the nose. That helps to moisturize the nasal passages, so really good with people for people with allergies or cold or anything like that. And then you're doing a salt and turmeric gargle for the throat. So the salt and turmeric, very anti-inflammatory, antibacterial. So it's really good for these coming months too when you're kind of switching from the warmer to the colder months, kind of just getting ahead of um, those colder months and just really helping the immune system. And then you do a full abiyaga, which is the massage afterwards. So it's it's really different, but it's it's an amazing treatment. Highly recommend for those that want to do it that you maybe go with a friend, mm-hmm. because it is a little different. Yeah, and it's an interesting experience, and it's kind. Of, I did it with um, some coworkers, and it was kind of cool to go through the process with other people, mm-hmm. which sounds crazy, but we could compare notes and talk about how we felt and. Um, it was just really cool. I would totally do that again. Yeah. And I, I try to make people feel really comfortable. It's really normal to me, but I realize that these are different for people. So <laughs> I try to make everybody feel comfortable. Tell us about some of the other Ayurveda services. So there is sway. So I should start by saying all the services have an avianga. So you're getting the massage with every single service. That's kind of just the base service. Uh, we also do a suedana, which is the abhyanga and then steam therapy. So really good for winter months, detoxing, and it's just nice to be in the heat when you know it's 20 degrees outside in Wisconsin. And there is also an utvartana, which is a herbal body paste, which is just an amazing treatment with six different Ayurvedic skin herbs so your body's absorbing all those herbs after I scrub it and you get wrapped up in it. Do a nice scalp massage while you're wrapped up. You can lose up to a pound of waste through the skin in that service. So it's another really great detoxing service. 
So fall is a really good time to get these, more so than summer. That sounds amazing, and I guess I didn't realize, I mean, I'll take a pound anywhere I can get. <laughs> do, do you see a lot of guests coming in for specific purposes, whether it be weight loss or treating allergies or um, skin conditions? I think when people know about the one pound of waste, weight loss is a big, big thing, except I think I see most for just stress relief, for sure. People are super stressed out. These services are amazing for reducing stress in every day. While I think Ayurveda is a little bit still on the fringes for a lot of people, I know when I'm out shopping, in fact, I just noticed this past weekend at Target that I saw a whole line of essential oils. So definitely some Ayurvedic practices are making it into the mainstream. What are some of your favorite tips and tricks for kind of at-home Ayurveda? Yeah, there's tons of really simple things that you can do. You can actually do self-abhyangas at home before you shower. So just warm up a little sesame oil and you can look up videos online about how to do an abhyanga. So you can do those self-massage at home, which is really great. And if you have problems sleeping at night, it can help with that. It's kind of just a nice way to unwind at the end of the day. My favorite thing is tongue scraping. So tongue scraping. Tongue scraping, yeah. It really helps with getting off those undigested particles on the tongue. Ayurveda is huge with making sure that you have a good digestion. That's basically everything in Ayurveda is making sure that digestion is good. So scraping the so tongue away so that you scrape your tongue so those particles never make it into your digestive tract. How does that work? It's it's basically like toxic particles left on the tongue. So you're scraping those off. <laughs> that sounds um, disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I had to include. So does it? Ha I mean, what, how often do you do that? Like every day? Like is it? Because I think that's it's a tool, right? Yeah, it's like a little. You can get copper, silver. Yeah. It's just a little kind of horseshoe shape, I guess. So you okay. just scrape it about five times or so until your tongue looks fairly clean. <laughs> And <laughs> <laughs> dentists approve of the tongue scraper. Yeah, and honestly, it probably helps with so yeah, oral hygiene and oral hygiene. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, oil po oil pulling. With so is yeah. that because I've heard of that also, mm -hmm. kind of like charcoal or like oil pulling in your mm -hmm. mouth, like all of that. Like, how does the charcoal work with Ayurveda? Because I know that's a really big like wellness trend right now. With yeah, what? I don't think it's charcoal. For non-millennials, charcoal is a big thing right now. But I don't know if that's Ayurveda. But I know it's just, I just see it a lot on different, like, Well and Good or other really, um, like, wellness-focused yeah. sites. And I just wasn't sure, like, I don't think charcoal was ever, I never read about charcoal okay. in school or anything or with Ayurveda. But I think it's kind of the same effect as just pulling out those toxic, sure. you know, whatever it is in the mouth. Yeah. So you're not digesting that. That makes sense. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but some other Ayurveda techniques that you can do. Dry brushing. A lot of mm -hmm. people know about dry brushing. Taking a couple minutes in the morning and just, you know, saying what you're grateful for in your head. That's kind of a nice Ayurveda technique. I'd say the biggest thing going back to digestion is just incorporating the right kind of foods into your diet. So 
it doesn't have to mean like that you're eating, you know, Ayurvedic meals all the time, but being aware of what it's doing outside. So it's right now it's fall, we're coming into the drier, colder months. So taking in the opposite qualities of that would be warmer, more comforting foods. So lots of soups, lots of stews right now. That's all gonna really help digestion this time of year. Same in winter, obviously, taking in those warmer, more comforting foods. When it's summer, that's pitta season, so you wanna be, be eating more cooling foods because it's really hot outside. You know, we don't wanna add to that heat, so we're eating more cucumbers, avocados. So taking in that opposite quality of outside. Are there any foods, like in particular, that you definitely stay away from, or like definitely really good for all doshas? I know like turmeric is great to have. I know that's I've heard. I know like we serve like ginger water in our spas. So, kind of, is there any like go-to things that throughout the year or that anyone can really incorporate? I was just going to ask that too. So yeah, as far as food, I. There's a lot of different foods that are good for the different doshas. I think that can be really difficult to follow, just being realistic. So I think eating more seasonal foods, whatever is in season right now, whatever you can get more local is really great. Because if you're feeding a family of four and you're all different doshas, it's just not realistic. So, you know, buying the things that are in season are just going to be the best things for you for sure. So where do chocolate cupcakes fall in? For me, it's all about balance. <laughs> and the actually Vada people eating the more, maybe not refined sugar, but eating more sweet foods are going to be really good for balancing Vada. Not so good for coffee people, but sure. I think it's all balance and moderation in my opinion. You have to live your life. And enjoy it totally. I love the practical wisdom. <laughs> no giving up the chocolate cupcakes quite yet. So what do you get? So we've talked a lot about, you know, what foods are good or what services are good, but if I were to now want to go get a service or kind of change my diet, um, what would I learn? Like you talked about kind of the consultations, and I know that's kind of incorporating more um, into at least at Neroli, I know we're kind of talking more so about the consultations and how important that is. Mm -hmm. So what would I, if I was going to see you, what would a consultation kind of be like if we could do kind of almost like a mock consultation? Sure. So I'd be asking you, well, want to pretend like we're doing Yeah, that? totally. Okay. Hi, Mary. Hi. <laughs> so tell me about your everyday food choices, what you're eating for breakfast, lunch, dinner on a normal day. Um, I would say breakfast, I stick to like an, an oatmeal or like eggs. Um, lunch, I can do stuff like salad or currently I'm addicted to poke bowls, so like rice, tuna, um, things like that. And then dinner, I tend to do um, like a chicken and vegetables or rice, something like that. So kind of basics, but mm -hmm. that sounds good so far. Okay, good. So good. Got a lot of processed <laughs> foods. Uh, try to stay away from obviously the weekends. Yeah. You know, you kind of change your diet, but I'd say kind of around that is what I typically eat. Yeah. Balance. Yeah. Uh, how would you say your stress level is? High, moderate, or low? Uh, moderate to high. Okay. Yeah. And what are your health goals? Like, what are you trying to see? What do you want to improve on? Sure. Health goals. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think currently I am kind of in um, a fitness track. Mm -hmm. I'm going to a lot of like 
cycle or kind of more CrossFit type classes, mm -hmm. um, and then trying to balance out what I eat when I'm done working out or um, things like that, kind of making sure I don't have too much protein, um, you know, like protein shakes and all that kind of stuff. It kind of starts to get fuzzy with what's kind of, like you said, processed mm -hmm. or not. Um, so I think some of the goals are just finding that balance. Okay, and how's your energy level on a normal day, high, moderate, or low? Moderate to high. My stress and my energy are both moderate to high. Okay, and my <laughs> Lisa, Lisa also agrees. High. <laughs> okay, and I'm going to take your pulse. Okay. That's oh, another way okay. to, read, to read your dosha, so I need your left hand. First, you would take a deep pulse. That's kind of, your deep pulse is your natural constitution, what you were born with. So for that, I'm reading Hitta, which is the fire element, the person walking intensely in the airport. <laughs> and your Rikriti, which is your dosha right now, which can change due to lifestyle, stress, things like that. More Vata, so more of the infinity and air element. So that makes sense if yeah. you're stressed and mm -hmm. energy level is really high, that's all. If you're working out a lot, that's all Vata qualities. Mm -hmm. So for you, I would say slowing down is going to be really good. Also, like your energy when we came in here was, you know, crazy. high. <laughs> so slowing down, doing more meditative things. I mean, it's really good that you're working out and everything like that. Food seems pretty good, especially based on your doshas. So I would say slowing down, kind of bringing that stress level down. So... For you, I would say trying to start meditating would be a really good practice to bring more balance and just taking, doing more cooling, relaxing things, maybe like a yoga class in between your cycling classes, For things sure. like that. Yeah, do you have, because I know meditation is a big thing right now, do you have like anything you recommend? I've seen a lot of like apps out there or is there any like ways I can look at a YouTube video or like self-practice kind of meditation, like at home? Mm -hmm. I think the easiest thing is the app. So I love Headspace. And that just breaks it. It starts, it starts slow because you're not going to start meditating 20 minutes twice a day to start. Like, there's just no way that's realistic. So I think just starting really slow, starting with two minutes here and there, and then just building your way up. And the, the more you meditate, the more easier it becomes, the more you can slow down. Um, I think there's a misconception with meditation that you have to clear your brain, but that's not going to happen. You're going to have thoughts coming through no matter what. So the most important thing with meditation is you're, you know, you're in a state and then something comes up, you know, something with your kids or your husband or whatever, and you can say, okay, I'm having this thought and I'm just going back to my breath or whatever your intention was at the beginning of the meditation. Meditation is a really interesting thing to me. I just read an article recently, and I don't remember exactly where, but the premise of the article was about a study that had been done amongst really successful, high-level CEOs, directors, government officials. The one thing that all of them, whether they were men or women, young, old, all walks of life, they all meditated daily, which I thought was really interesting that is so along those lines Eve I know you facilitate some workshops at our Bayshore location can you tell us a little bit about that yeah so the workshops are every third Thursday of every month starting at 7 30 
there's a different topic every month, just all based on wellness, not even necessarily Ayurveda, just wellness topics in general. So essential oils is a big one. Meditation for anxiety specifically. Um, introduction to Ayurveda, and we'll be talking more about your specific dosha there. Ayurvedic cooking, which again, talk a lot about spices and then eating more seasonally. So, we close every episode with the same question, and I know you know what's coming. If you were stranded on a deserted island and could only have one Aveda product with you, what would it be and why? If I was stranded on a deserted island, I think it would have to be the beautifying composition, which is a really luxurious oil. So. I just, I'm, I never get sick of the aroma. It's a beautiful lavender, bergamot, rosemary aroma. And I just love the consistency of the oil. I use it on myself after the shower. So I think that's the thing I couldn't live without, for sure. That's a pretty popular one, mm-hmm. I have to say. That's come we're up not, a couple times. We're not paying them to say beautiful. <laughs> oh, really? Everyone oh. loves it. Everyone. So now everybody has an insider tip. We're all obsessed with beautifying composition. Well, thank you so much, Eve. It's a pleasure having you with us today. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Neroli Uncut. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners today. Eve would love it if you came in to see her for an Ayurvedic wellness consultation, complimentary. If you would like to schedule that, you can go to our website, NerolisalonSpa.com. There you can also find information on our monthly wellness events. If you'd like to follow Eve on Instagram, her handle is at Ayurveda with Eve. Be sure to subscribe if you loved us and leave us a review. See you next time.